Greetings, lovies. Hello, it is me, Mafia Wife, in the Mafia Wife Life Primary Studio. Hope all is well. I trust anybody that is tuning in is living their best life in whatever way they define that. Um, It is Saturday in, you know, almost the third week of October, and um, the Godfather, every year, for as far as I can remember back, he has taken our daughter's camping um, for a weekend up in the Blue Ridge, and every year... I have taken that weekend and made it my business to do something productive and something that I don't necessarily allow myself the indulgence of doing um, in a normal everyday way just because it takes time and I feel like it's kind of too indulgent, but Every year he has done that, and every year I have done something um, with that time. Um, I would wallpaper the kitchen. I would do drapes for the dining room. You know, there's just been so many different things that I've done over the years. This year, and he always says, what are you going to do this weekend? What's your plan? Because he knows Um, from experience that I always have something that I have in mind that I'm going to set aside. This year it has been organizing my memoir that has really sort of taken on, you know, a life of its own. I've been working on this project for, you know, quite some time And it was advised to me to, you know, how do you write a memoir? You don't start at the beginning and then work towards the middle and then end it. The advice that I was given was just write stories and then the stories will pile up, they will collect, and then ultimately you will see, hey, there's a book. So that's what I've done Um, for the last few years I've taken that seriously and I've done, I've followed that advice. I've written many, many, many essays, but it was never in any kind of particular order. I just wrote it and I was like, okay, well, somewhere in here, there's going to be a story. But I have also had a lot of living going on in between those essays Um And so eventually I had so many words that I had the Godfather add up the word counts in all of my essays and it amounted to 250,000 plus words. Now, I've done enough research on my own to know that most memoirs, the average word count is 90,000. So I was way, way, way over that. So my plan while they were camping was to kind of compartmentalize all these essays and put them in separate folders and, you know, make some sort of order and then determine 
a timeline and determine, you know, overlap and um, repetition and what I can excise, what I can keep. And so that has been my goal. I am Saturday afternoon here, late Saturday afternoon. Godfather left yesterday morning, so he'll come back tomorrow. It's a typical weekend, you know, about 48 hours. And I know that everything is fine because everybody's together. They're with the Godfather. I can totally concentrate on my task at hand. So it's been very illuminating to me to, um, you know, really see what I've got here and, and to categorize and subcategorize. And every story has a beginning, a middle, and an end. But there's always sort of a going forward and going back. So I'm, I feel like at this point... Having written so much, and, you know, as my oldest daughter told me, maybe you don't need to keep writing um, stories. Maybe you need to look at what you've got and sort of organize what you've already written. And I realize that she's right about that. You know, I've kind of deposited all of the things that I feel were meaningful for me um, over my lifetime. So that is where I am at. And I think about the thing about writing or the thing about memoirs is, you know, you've got the now you've got the, then you've got the question of what's next. And, you know, it's kind of a zigzag here, there, you know, it's, kind of crazy it's it's trippy to do it um and it's not an easy thing for people to do and you know I've done a lot of challenging things as I've said in my life um but I've never done anything as challenging as this and my major goal is to get it off of my back um writing this memoir um, mostly is about the subject. It feels indulgent to write a, to write anything that has something to do with one's own life that feels indulgent. But, you know, in saying that, I know that everybody has a story and, you know, it's very important to recognize what one's story is in terms of their life. Obviously, um, you know, coming from, you know, a, a family that was so overwhelmingly large and overwhelmingly, um, uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't really know how to categorize what I feel the family was, but I, I think about the shifting dynamics that I have been part of and what I have observed. And as things stand now, um, you know, allegiances, alliances shift. And I've talked about 
I've talked about such in recent episodes. I don't really want to talk about what's going on currently in my life because as it pertains to my memoir, I I just really didn't feel like touching on current status. I felt like touching on um, the arc, you know, the arc of a life. And it was advised to me that I really need to talk about what's going on now. So I, I have thought about that. And as things are now, I know that um, alliances have shifted. And I think about that. And, um, you know, anybody that's listening to this podcast they're tuning in because they're kind of interested in that too. And I've talked a little bit about, you know, what happened with my family in the context of a current situation with an illness, with a child that, you know, that ultimately ended up dying not because of the diagnosis that she received, but because of um, an infection that occurred during a time when she had very low immunity, but was taken out anyway. Okay, so these people that I thought were my friends... I heard so many, so many things coming from these people who were talking about other people that they're now sort of singing and dancing with. And they would say really kind of shocking things about these people's lives and their children and I would listen, but I would also feel a little uncomfortable. Um, I know that I know that there were text messages a couple years ago that that um, that were going back and forth about family. And that we're going back and forth about me within that family. And I had blocked all of those people so I would not have to be privy to what was going on. And there were people that that I thought were my friends. And there, these were people that... Um, didn't necessarily share with me what they were experiencing in these text messages. They protected me. They thought they were protecting me because they were so um, obscene. They were so egregious that they didn't want to, quote, hurt me. Um, Some of the comments were regarding me, oh, she's mentally ill, okay, that was one. This came from a person who is the mother of a son 
who actually is officially diagnosed as having a condition um, that falls under the category of mental illness. I don't fault anybody for having any sort of condition, but this is a person that is a parent of a child with such a diagnosis, and yet this same person insults me, mafia wife, for you know her perception of such. Meanwhile, this person and her husband, knowing that they have a child um, with such a diagnosis, they deposit him in a state over a thousand miles away and they rely on the taxpayers of the state of California to care for their child because they don't want to. Sorry, those are the facts, okay? And then they say things about how they care about children and how this and that are about children when it's not true. If you cared about your children, you would have them nearby. You would not rely on the taxpayers in another state to care about your children. Okay? That's a fact. This purse, the this family that has turned their back on us said countless things about that family. Um, another person in these text messages said, my husband's a criminal. All the while accepting all good things from my husband and myself and my children because we really cared about this person only to be turned on and this family said really not nice things about their children who happened to have special needs. I never said anything about their children. I never said anything about their family because I didn't think it was right. But this family did. Um, other family members... I heard so much about, I, I, I don't want to go into too many specifics about what these people said about these people, but it was very, very clear that they um, were trying to stir the pot about these children of these family members and what I knew about the children, I never come after children because I think the children, I think they're off limits, okay? Now, we're having to witness um, these people gathering together and acting like nothing ever happened, but that's not true. I don't care if you guys get together 
but you can't act like nothing ever happened. Um, countless insults towards a family that lived within a stone's throw of them. Countless, countless insults. And now all of a sudden, you know, they're BFFs. Um, I can live with that. My husband can live with that. As I say, the Godfather has our children camping, our grandchildren camping, their spouses camping, because that's what he does. That's what I've all, that's what he's always done. And as I say, I've tried to always make the best use of this time that I have. Even though, as an empty nester, I have this kind of time here and there during the week. Um, I really don't care what people do, ultimately, with their time. But I do care about authenticity. My children care about authenticity. They say, if somebody doesn't want to be around us, that is on them. People that we really thought were authentically our friends, they turn their backs on us. Why? Well, you know, I have another sister that has been the recipient of um, what is the word I'm looking for? Benefactors. Benefactors, okay? This benefactor fails them. This benefactor fails them. And then they say, well, you know, in terms of success or return, I deserve it. And I say, what do you mean you deserve it? That doesn't work that way. Success does not work that way. Success, if, if it worked that way, then everybody should be successful. Because I said that, because I believe that, I'm no longer on the receiving end of any kind of connection. It's so obvious, you know, because I say... You know, anything that I say that is true, that somebody else doesn't want to hear, I am on the outs. So is my husband. So are my children. So are my grandchildren. I don't know who is listening to my podcast. I know I have an idea of who is listening. But I wonder, do these people really believe? Do they believe what they're saying? Do they believe? Do they believe it? You know? And I think it's rhetoric. Um, I don't know. I've thought so much about it that I, I think that I should come up with an answer, but I really don't have an answer. Um, just because somebody does not want to hear the truth, 
it does not mean that the truth does not exist. Had I not said what my feelings were, had I been willing to go along with, you know, the singing and the dancing, maybe my life within that system would have been different, but I can't do that. It's not who I am. And to be excommunicated, exiled, um, punished, or shunned, I mean, who would have ever thought that? Um, you know, my, my, my time these last 24 hours trying to organize, you know, again, in a story, the beginning, the middle, the end, I don't want to fault anybody, you know, because people that are not really that, um, strong in their own convictions, I don't know if I can blame them. On the other hand, I don't know how I can't blame them. You know, it's just too convenient to say, oh, you know, it's this person's fault. No, it's not. No, it's really not. You know, and I think that if you're going to roll with people, um, that have really talked shit about you, your spouse, your children, that's kind of up to you. That's not on me. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if I should continue with this, except for to say that I have more more to say, but I just don't feel like saying it right now, babes. So I hope that everybody's okay. And I will say TTYL. Bye.